You're listening to Massive Debate UK with Eric Swineblade. Hello, my name is Eric Swineblade and welcome to Massive Debate UK. Today we're talking about the cost of living crisis and the runaway energy bills spiking through the roof, ordinary people unable to afford to live, and as public tension mounts and millions refuse to pay their bills, who or what is to blame for the catastrophic cost of living crisis at our door? Could this be the killer blow to small businesses? And how are you planning to make it through the coming darkest of winters? Is it time to punish the energy companies? Who is to blame? Give us a call on 08345 606060 333. And our first call on the line is Peter Hedgefield from Berkhamstead. Hi, Eric. Peter, how is the cost of living crisis slash energy price hike affecting you and your small well, business? No, we're, we're, we're a small cafe selling like paninis, cups of tea, coffees and all that. And I just looked at the uh, you know, forecasted energy bill for the next year, next quarter. And we're looking at about 50 grand a year now. And we don't even make that much you know, in, in a year. So as far as I can tell... I don't see any way forward for this business or the other businesses around here for that matter as well. So what is the strategy for you then to survive this enormous bill for the year for the energy? Well, there is no strategy for paying 50 grand. I don't have a strategy. Well, I imagine you'll have to charge three or four times as much for a sandwich. Well, uh, nobody's going to pay £20 for a panini. It's just, it's just a bit of bread with some turkey lettuce in it. Do you know what I mean? They're going to go somewhere else. And... Well, I suppose you'll have to sell other things like plants or pick-me-ups or fidget spinners. Books well, or something right, like that? I'm going to pay 50 grand a year selling books and fidget spinners and sandwiches, mate. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. It's a, it's, the business is done. It's done. If, if it's prices stay where they are, I'm done. I'm finished. Could you not take a loan out or get some help from a family member or something like no, that? I, I, don't have any, I don't have any ability to take out a loan and I don't have any family who've got any money. I don't, know, I don't know who you're thinking of, mate, but it's not me. I can't do any of that stuff. Oh, I see. It's a really tricky one, isn't it? I mean, could you sell another branch or sell some property? Right. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I do understand. I understand. And I'm just trying to put forward some constructive suggestions is all I'm saying. And I think that call shows just how the edges are starting to fray and the populace is becoming increasingly agitated and angry about what's going on. Of course, it is difficult for somebody like me to understand. You know, I don't have to worry too much about these energy increases because of the amount I get paid for this job. So, you know, please help me understand, but don't lose your temper. And moving on, we've got Amy from Warrington on the line. Amy, how is the cost of living crisis affecting you? Hello, yes. Um, well, how the uh, cost of living crisis has affected me is that I've had to get rid of my children. Oh, no. And have they gone to the aunties? I've or... had to give them to my friend, Cathy. I don't like her. I don't trust That's her. That's awful. But I've had to give them to her. Don't have a choice. Can't afford them. What, permanently? Oh, God, yeah. No, I've given them to her. Signed them over. She's adopted Oh, them. my. Well, that is very difficult for me to even begin to imagine how hard that is. It's and what if Liz Truss gets the energy prices under control? Will you take them back then? Well, you know, live by the sword, die by the sword, and me children looked a lot like swords. Right, no, no, well, look, it's incredibly, um, incredibly unfair, and um, I really do feel for you. I don't see any rich people giving their kids away, I'll say that. Well, they do send them to boarding school, don't they, to yeah, be fair? but they get to see them on holidays. Right, OK, well, fair enough, but, um, of course, you could always drive to Cathy's house and see the kids if you wanted to, but anyway... Let's move on now and take another call. It really is so sad to see what ripple effects are occurring already. And we're not even into Q1 of 2023. And we're taking a call now from Barnaby Fletcher in Cambridge. Barnaby, hello. How are you doing? Well, I've actually got a few tips for people looking to save um, energy on the heating. Oh, great. And it all comes down to candles. Now, candles are a medieval form of uh, heating and lighting. Right. And 
I think we've got to kind of remember why we use them. Yeah. For example, I will fill a room with candles and uh, keep me warm and light the room. And how many candles are we talking? Must be quite quite a lot of candles to well, room. Well, a region of 100 to 250 candles per room, depending on the size of the room. Surely it's going to be a major fire hazard if you know, 68 million people in the UK are all burning hundreds of candles every day in their living rooms. Quite possibly, yes, it, it could be. But um, you know, the point being that you know, most of us will be perfectly safe and most importantly, most of us will be perfectly warm. I'm just getting a message from my producer saying that under no circumstances should anybody be burning that many candles in an enclosed space because of the risk of carbon monoxide poisoning. Well, Eric, I've been doing it for years and I've, uh, I've never noticed any... Uh... Barnaby? Hello? Oh, well, it looks like we've lost Barnaby there. We'll just make sure he's okay. Um, uh, let's move on with another call now. Let's take a call from Sean from Malden. Sean, hi. How are you feeling about all this? I'll tell you what, Eric, I'm really pissed off. Do you know what I mean? I, re- I came out of Tesco just now and I paid £4.50 for two tomatoes. Do you know what I mean? Oh, clown world. Yeah, it's a crazy. Clown world. It's a clown world. It's, it's a clown world, you're right. We're coming over here crying and all our dealers going, oh, we've got to get net zero down. We've got, we've got oh, sorry, you can't be driving your car. You can't be hitting your home unless you want to spend six grand because Greta Thunberg's going to cry. Right? Meanwhile, over in China. You know, they're having a laugh. They're laughing at it. It's a clown world. Absolute clown world. Well, you're absolutely right. It, it is a clown world. That's it. That is how it feels right now with these leaders, with these policies. They've got all these posh types, and I'm not going to say the word on the radio. All these posh types saying, I'll just ride your bike to work. Do you know what I mean? I'm getting on a bike, carrying all my gear on a bike. It doesn't work like that. Do you know what I mean? We don't all live in, you know, Westminster. Do you know what I mean? It's a clown world. And they're saying, oh, you're going to have to take less holidays. You're going to have to you know, buy an electric car. It's like, have you seen the price of electricity now? It costs more now. To buy and run an electric car than it does to fill your car up with diesel. Do you know what I mean? It's clown world. Yeah, so this clown world, how do we go about reversing this clown world? What are we going to do? What, what can we, we do? We get all of this green nonsense right out of the way. Get rid of it all. Get rid of Greta Thunberg. Tell all of these posh nonsense to shut up and let us jump, get the gas out of the ground, build a nuclear plant, get some energy independence going, and get these clowns out of the room. Do you know what I mean? It's absolute clown world, Eric. I'm afraid you're right, Eddie, and I happen to agree with you. All I can say is, look, uh, thank you for your call, and I hope you enjoy tomatoes. Well, you know what? I really wish I could enjoy my tomatoes, but the way that things are in the world, I don't think I can, and I don't think I will. Well, look, I mean, I can't blame you for your pessimism, and it really does look bad on the horizon, and uh, I can see why people are so hopeless and can't see the light and are taking the black pill. Let's take another call now. And um, we've got Elan from West London on the line. Elan, what do you make of all of this? I think this is very exciting. I, I really do. I think it's so exciting. You know, it's like... Um you know, it feels like wartime. You know, no, no. We need something to join the country together, and not being able to pay the bills is something that can really unite us. I think, right. You know, we'll get past all this woke nonsense. Okay. And, um, uh, can you, you know, can we'll you to really, really sort of, you know, keep calm and carry on. Think of Britain, where we're going to be absolutely broke. Absolutely broke. Well, uh, perhaps it'll be your first rodeo, but I can tell you, a lot of people have told me being broke is not fun at all. Anyway, let's take another call now. We've got Patrick Roundtree from Kent on the line. Patrick. Hello. Well, uh, actually, I'm, I'm living out, out in Kent, and uh, I'm rather smug about the whole thing. Uh, I, I've been setting up an off-grid house now for the last uh, 20 years, and you know, we're completely off-grid. Energy storage, solar panels, uh, wind turbine, uh, hydroelectric canal, and uh, I'm generating so much energy I didn't know what to do with it. And uh, you know, right now, the energy I've stored and saved is actually worth significantly more than I... Uh, I, I paid for the entire kit, and I'm, uh, I'm only wishing that I could you know, barrel it up and sell it on to other people. But unfortunately, it's all for me, and uh, so I, I don't have to worry about any of these rises as I'm completely self-sufficient. And it just um, makes the point that uh, 
you know, we've had all these years to get solar panels on the house and do the thing and get the storage batteries in and, you know, become self-sufficient. And nobody's done, nobody's bloody done, done they? They're all just sat around doing nothing. But, um, you know, the wonderful thing is that um, all that money I've saved, I'm going to buy a new car, a Roadster, a uh, red Roadster, Cobra. Uh, which is going to be quite fun. So. Well, that's uh, all wonderful for you, isn't it? I mean, um, fantastic news that you had the wherewithal and the funding to become energy sufficient. But what do you think of the fact that most people can't afford to even keep the lights on or you know cook a meal anymore? Yeah, I mean, it's incredibly sad, isn't it? It's a really awful situation, and I uh, I really do wish I wish them all the best of luck. And I, as I said, I only wish I could be you know, get some other en- my energy into a cup or into a bag and give it to the more needy but unfortunately there is no way to do that because it's energy and unfortunately the energy is just for me uh... <laughs> well thanks a lot for being so unbelievably smug about your setup and, and congratulations for thinking ahead and having the money to do that and talking about people with money we've now got an executive from shell on the line alfie clark alfie what's going on why are you ripping people off Hello, Eric. Yes, I am an executive at Shell, and I thought I'd just fill in some gaps that seem to exist here about what exactly is going on with the profit margins. Now, you see, we haven't increased the price of energy, electricity or gas. The wholesale price has increased. Now, obviously, we're going to take profits like we always do based off the percentage of the wholesale energy costs so i realize i do and look i do have sympathy i know that people are struggling to pay the uh, price of energy but you know the price of energy is what the price of energy is and at the end of the day you know we've got to be able to feed our families and heat our homes and it's it's annoying isn't it it's it's really annoying when the prices go up but you can't blame us for doing our jobs and getting the energy to you in the first place because you know we're people too we're not evil we're not nasty people you know uh, so if anything, I, I hate to say it, Eric, but um, uh, well, I won't actually. I won't. No, go on. What does he want to say? Well, I just think we really deserve a thank you, actually, and, and an apology from from people for making out that we're some kind of evil, sadistic, you know, um, price gouges who are trying to put old ladies into the grave early. It's just simply not the case. Well, look, surely you could take I don't know zero point five percent instead of one percent. If that means you're not taking one hundred and fifty billion pounds of profit, you could taking seventy five instead. of... we're talking about billions of pounds in profit. How many billions of pounds of profit do you need? Well, actually, Eric, you'll find that the one hundred and fifty billion figure is actually the combination of all the energy companies, and not all of us are actually taking that much. So right, but I'm sure you can see how people feel that given that you are t- taking the same amount of profit even though the energy prices have gone up. Uh, well, no, I totally I totally understand their logic. I just think it's deeply flawed. And um, I don't want to be patronising, but you know, people should really go and look at the breakdown of an energy bill. There it is, straight from the horse's mouth. It's not our fault. Anyway, that's all we have time for on the show this week. Join us again next week when we'll be talking about the Queen. Is she OK? Join us again then on Massive Debate UK. You're listening to Massive Debate UK with Eric Swineblade.